Zipa from In The Loop on Two Ocean Vibe Radio. Thank you so much for making the time to chat to us. No problem. Now, before we start, I just want to say this. You are an incredible force of a woman. Um, your, your, the trajectory of your career is, is something to, that inspires people, that ignites, and that says to women particularly that anything is possible. So thank you for making that story a reality. Oh, wow. Thank you. Tell us a bit about And Then Mama Said. <laughs> and Then Mama Said, I suppose, in some ways is an ode to my mother. Yes. Um, my mother was my hero for the longest time. And even the persona of Dumi Murake, yeah. the person people see when I do stand-up comedy, yes. is molded a lot around my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, so, And Then Mama Said kind of explains to you the women, the women that created this monster that is to be Mraik. Yes. This queen that is to be Mraik. I can't be, I can't be, I can't be agreeing with such things. You're, you're far from a monster. You're far from a monster. You're more like a trailblazer, maybe. No, so I, let's try that. I hear you. I said, I, <laughs> I say monster in the context of I created a monster. You know, you know when you think you've created one thing, but it turns out to be bigger than what you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now you've 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 been we've we've come to know and love Dumi Morake because she's the she's the first woman that that you're the first woman that I think a lot of us. Um, matched with comedy before that there wasn't that option so here you are you're loud you're plus size you're you and you're making your voice heard and it's an industry where there's quite a it's a sausage party basically and 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 here you are and you built this brand and you built this name how does that happen it's hunger, man. I think if you really want something yeah. and you haven't given yourself enough reason not to go after it, you go after it. You do. And, and I think that that was a big driving force. A lot of things I was doing just because naturally it was something I wanted. Yes. And honestly, whatever external factors were getting in the way, yeah. I was generally not aware of. Or if I was aware of them, I was like, well, if they catch up with me, they catch up with me. In the meantime, I'm going to make this happen for me. Which, which, which kind of says to me that it's, 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 a, it's another case of trusting the process, of knowing what it is that you're destined to do and knowing that it might not come the way that you want it to, but you're going to do this anyway, you know? And, and those, kind, yeah. of, those yeah. kind of stories always end up with a success story behind it. Um, but uh-huh. this journey hasn't been easy. And some of the things that have happened along the way are things that you talk about in this book. I want you to, to tell us a bit about, in fact, share a bit about what you were confronted with at Jacaranda FM. Oh, oh wow. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jacaranda FM. Yeah. I think Jacaranda FM for me was was a, a space for me to burst the bubble. Yeah. Um I just I met reality, man. Yeah. I met a, a, a corner of South Africa that is real, that exists 
mm. that in our pursuit of the rainbow nation, yes. we like to just sweep under the carpet. Yes, and because I was unexpectedly confronted with it, I just I dealt with it in the moment. I didn't yeah. go, hey, let me go home and consume this thing and chew on it. I mm. went, no, this thing cannot be a thing. This is not my South Africa as I know it. Mm. <laughs> I will confront this thing right here, right now and get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. I did not expect it to become the the fire it became, the felt fire it became, I really didn't. Yeah. I, 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 in many ways, you know, and I mentioned this in the book that, you know, what a lot of people don't realize is that I didn't even know anything was wrong until the next day. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what's going on? Why does my manager want me to have a bodyguard? Why, what's going on? Why? What? Why? And I'm thinking, no, guys, you're exaggerating. I'm sure it's just two people who are just being crazy. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's a whole lasagna on fire. And I'm like... Really? Is this the year of our law, 2017? Really? Um, So that's what I learned. I learned that we are in a highly racialized, highly tense, highly uh, sensitive, it seems, Mm. country. And we need to deal with that. Highly broken country, too. Because I think, I think as, as a, just as a country, as a people, right across the board, the one thing that, in fact, the commonality is that we all struggle with emotional intelligence. And, and, and we know what we know, and we stick to it. And for some people, what they know is racism, you know. So you taking a stand, that was you doing what you know, you know. Um, and I think it's, 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 it's one of the reasons why getting this book is so important to me because here is a, a pertinent voice that's built such an incredible um, career for herself and she's being met with issues that we don't, we want to talk about, but we don't want to confront mm. all the time, you know? And, and, and Yeah, and, which is why we have blowout, you know that. Exactly. Precisely. This is exactly why we have blowout, yeah. Yeah. You look for me also because I live in such a mixed reality in South Africa. Yes. I did not grow up in a mixed reality. I grew up in a very black reality. Reality. I grew up in a reality where my parents were activists. So I I had seen that dark side. But because I grew up to end up in in, in a mixed space, I was like, Yeah, this is progress. You know? And and the only reason I stood my ground, I mean partially is that is because I went I refuse to accept this as the reality, that we're all hateful and on edge. You know true. what I mean? Um, we just, we need to be able, like you said, emotional intelligence. We need yeah. to be able to confront the things that are hardest to confront so that we can, A, acknowledge that they're not as big as we think they are. Yeah. And when they are that big, be able to say, let's, let's consume this thing like you would an elephant, one, one piece at a time. Exactly. You know? I'm falling in love with the concept with... Of and then Mama said, and I think some of some of the reasons why are because you tackle quite um, pertinent and uncomfortable issues, um, issues of cyberbullying, issues of body shaming, issues of of people behind keypads thinking that because you've built such a big brand that you don't have license to be a human being. Tell me a bit about some of the things that you've collated in this book that you really want people to. To, to to see, to read, to believe, to understand, and not only that, but to relate to? I think a lot of us struggle with identity. A lot of us struggle with what it means to have any degree of freedom. Yes. So I think some of these things are covered as well because um, as a woman, 
Yes. You know, we like to say we're celebrating this freedom, but then we're living in a country where there's so much femicide. Yes. We're living in a country where women actually are the ones who are still perpetuating patriarchy yes. over other women and using that to abuse other women. So I, I, I just thought it's important to share my story and my perspective, mm. especially because, I mean, on, on many levels, I refuse to conform. Mm. You know, when I lost weight, it was for me. Mm. When I started regaining weight, I didn't care because I'm like, it's for me. Yes. Um, and, you know, when I was body shamed, thank God I already had the strength of character in me to get through it as far as I could. Yes, I got hurt. Yes, I got stung. Um, but I was so conscious, you know, that I was able to be in that space and get myself out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, because there's so many young girls who are watching women in this industry. There are so many young girls seeing so-called slave queens, yes. you know, uh, so-called people killing it in the industry. Yes. And I don't think we are taking on the responsibility of saying, jump in, but just know that there are dangers. Yes. And those dangers go beyond drugs, because I don't know that world. That's not the dangers I had to face. Yes. And those dangers you'll find also come from you. If you are not strong in who you are and not clear about where you're going, you get caught up. So true. I felt like I'm going to share my version of the industry that I know because this industry has helped me realize my dreams. Mm. But I want every young woman who wants to jump into it to know they need to be strong of spirit and strong of character mm. to survive it. I think, you know? I um, think... and, and also, I, I guess because my husband and I, to some degree, our relationship is out there. Yes. To say to people, because, you know, I, I, I encounter so many people who go through the most. Yeah. Okay. And they're so hard on themselves, you know. Um, people who've tried to take their lives, people who've just slipped into depression because they think they're such failures. Yes. And I'm saying you're not a failure. You're just not aware that there's so many other people going through what you're going through. But the way you have decided you are a, a mess up, yes. you're not giving yourself a chance. Yes. So I think a brief answer to that is it's about giving yourself a chance. Regardless of what anybody's yourself. saying to you. Regardless of how your reality is telling you, this is the end. Yes. If you don't see a light, bruh, no one's gonna shine that light for you. Yes. This is true, and I think, and I think perhaps a compliment to you, and something that you've managed to do quite well is that making the decision to script parts of parts of your life that you could have simply kept personal is quite a big deal. It is a big deal because we don't wake up and make decisions like that. We wake up and make decisions like that when there is an an alignment with our personalities and how they come to serve the energy of our souls. You you have just proved that by what you just said. Knowing that this industry has the kind of struggles, the kind of hurdles, the kind of restraints, the kind of pushbacks that you've seen, Mm-hmm. beckons for you to share that story so another girl child who comes into the same industry who comes into the same space understands that it's not all lights and glam that mm-hmm. parts of it mm-hmm. are ugly parts of it are cold people are going to stifle you sometimes people are going to hurt mm-hmm. you people are going to go through some of the mm-hmm. things that you've gone through but you're using yourself to sell that story. You're using yourself as a vehicle to making people aware of that. And if there were any reason for anyone to pick up this book, this is exactly it. You know? A lot of yeah. a lot of our, our, our influential personalities come out and they share our journeys, but it's it's their journeys and how they got to 
sharing or documenting those experiences. But to hear somebody really take what it is that they've been through and their lives and package it in such a way that it, it reawakens some kind of sparkle is something special. So, Thank well you. done. Well done. Thank you. It's Thank an absolutely you. stunning book. When do we get to hold and then Mama said in our hands? And then Mama said it's out, hey? It's already in, in some bookshops. It's available online for people mm -hmm. who, you know, prefer to just order and let it arrive at home. Yes. And I'm working on getting the audiobook uh, as well because I, I know because I drive a lot. I drive to places I love listening to my books more yeah. than reading them lately. Yeah. So I decided I want to do the audio book and I want it to be my own voice because, you know, um, in the same way that I wrote this book myself, you know, the people who've asked me if I use a ghost writer, did I have help? Yes. And my voice is my voice. Um, I've, I've gotten this far in stand-up because it's been my voice, nobody else writing for me. And so I, I felt like the book had to be the same thing. And I feel yes. like if, if I do realize... My, my ambition of getting the audiobook out, it needs to be my voice. So that's the next plan. But for now, the thing that's immediately available is the book online and um, in exclusive books. Can we expect a book tour anytime soon? Well, if, if, if you could see what my calendar looks like. like <laughs> <laughs> a friend of mine saw my diary and asked me how I don't have heart palpitations anymore. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> I won't be doing a book tour, a book tour, but I will go to the major cities initially. So I'm gonna have a book launch in Johannesburg on the 17th of October. Yes, ma'am. Follow it up with one in Cape Town uh, in November. I think it might be around the 16th. Yes. And then I'm looking at going back to Bloemfontein because you know I feel like my people must uh, must get this thing direct from me. Yes, And uh, yeah, then we'll take it from there in 2019. But as far as 2018 is concerned, I'm so chock a block. Okay. All right. Well, to me, thank you for, for taking the time out to share some of, some of the, the insights to, to your beautiful creation. Um, we're definitely going to go out and cop our copies. We're definitely going to be at your Cape Town book launch just to get the Dumi Miraki experience because Please. authenticity Please. is king. Please. Authenticity is king. Absolutely. <laughs> Can you imagine how about a cool book launcher will be because then you're going to have the proper Cape Town wine. Yes, mama. Like, I probably... <laughs> <laughs> like, counting down. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it can be an entire vibe. An entire, an entire vibe. Proper. An entire Dumi Muraka vibe, <laughs> Cape Town style. <laughs> proper. It's on. So... Thank, once again, thank you very much for giving us your time. I know you're doing a couple of interesting things. I know you have a, a stand-up show coming up with, um, with a co-pilot. Um, yes, 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 yes. We know these things. We are very aware. We are very aware, so we're excited for that as well. Um, keep on keeping on and keep on lighting sparks for, for women for those who can relate, for those who need a reminder that where there is a way, the where there is a way out, there is a way through. And for those who have their sights set on living large in the entertainment industry, thank you for being somebody who lights a spark on the not so great side of what it looks like. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you for you. spending your time with us. Have a great evening. Alrighty, thanks. Alright, bye. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Mrs. Dumi Murake talking 
all things. And then Mama said, as a woman surrounded by women growing up, she's glad that she was not surrounded by one kind of thinking. She developed a strong sense of who she is and her love for her mother burns strong. And you can hear it in the in the sternness and the rigidity of what is right and what is unjust. She has a voice because there was somebody who loved her enough to harness that voice. And I think if you're a mother, if you're a girl child, if you're a woman with big dreams, if you are part of an all-girls book club, this is the next book to get over some wine and really just live a part of somebody who chose herself and her dreams continuously and now has a story to tell that is worth listening to. It's been absolutely amazing speaking to her. 